made this rush from Kill Bubble Hill, he listened to Focus Song Metal. Hey, Metalhead Scott Thompson here, and if you're hearing my voice, it means it's time for another weekly dose of Focus on Metal. And this week, the focus will be on Thrash. That's right. Richie spent some time on the tour bus with Havoc when they did their uh, tour stop with Anthrax at the Worcester Palladium a while back. Had a great chat with the entire band, and uh, that is what we will bring into you this week. And, you know, speaking of Thrash, just to uh, remind you that the second part of Inside L.A. Metal, The Birth of L.A. Thrash Metal, that's right, part two got released on April 13th. So want to be on the lookout for that one, order that puppy up. I'm a little bummed at the moment that even though I got the uh, preview link and was able to watch the whole thing ahead of time, you know, anyone that's a long-time listener knows, I'm a physical product guy, did pre-order that thing, was really hoping it was going to be in the mailbox on the 13th, and uh, nope, it uh, was kind of a wait, didn't didn't show up until, uh, until tax day on the 17th, so uh, you know, good news, got the thrash vid, bad news, paying Uncle Sam all kinds of scratch. You know, I think collectively as metalheads, we should just write to our representatives and congressmen and try to get some kind of tax deduction put in place to uh, to get some credit for all of the metal music that we uh, buy and do to support artists and the industry and all that stuff. Wouldn't you think so? I mean, that, I think, is a pretty kick-ass progressive tax break. And just so you know, we are still trying to work out some uh, time schedule to get Carl Alvarez, one of the guys involved in the Inside LA Metal series, to come on the show. April was just uh, just an unmitigated clusterfuck of trying to get some timing together to get people on, at least with uh, get people on on an interview with me. But uh, I don't know. We'll see if we can get it to happen this month. But, uh, you know, no guarantees on that one. What do you say, though, before we get into our Havoc Thrash interview, why don't we uh, do a track of the week? All right, so it's been a bit since we've done a track of the week for you. And last month was just an amazing, amazing month for releases. But we are so far behind in track of the week land that uh, there's even some great ones that came out in March that uh, we just uh, totally missed on. And this week, you know, I just figured to make up for that, I would do kind of the ultimate layup. Of course, I'm talking about Judas Priest's Firepower. Came out on March 9th. Gotta say, great tour. It took in the uh, took in the show at the uh, coincidentally the Worcester Palladium, awesome show with uh, Black Star Riders and Saxon and Priest. So a uh, pretty killer night of metal out there in Worcester. Uh, unfortunately, Richie couldn't make that show, but uh, me and the girlfriend did go out. Had a great night of metal out there at the Palladium with Priest and guests. I know there were some uh, a few uh, focus on metal listeners out there as well. I know that uh, Paul and Allison were uh, duking it out down on the floor, and they uh, thought the show was as equally awesome as I did. But 
anyways, uh, enough with the show part. Let's get back to track of the week. As I said, Judas Priest's latest one, Firepower, came out on March 9th. Killer album. Just uh, thus the whole thing of having uh, Andy Sneap and Tom Allen in the uh, production seats just really brought a lot of the Priest sound back. I know that Richie was uh, pretty down on the production on the last one. But uh, he he really likes the production on this one. And pretty much everyone I've talked to really likes the production on this one. But anyways, uh, as I said, let's uh, let's delve in a little bit on this one. And of course, got to do the title track, Firepower. There you go. Track of the week from Judas Priest, brand new on Firepower. That is a title track, Firepower. And yeah, you know, I am amazed too at the amount of attention that this album is getting. Not only did they play a ton of new tracks when they played live, which was very cool. Same thing for Saxon as well for that show too. Played a lot of new stuff in their set. But uh, even noticing it on Sirius that uh, like Jim Florentine's been playing a lot of tracks off of this. And just in general, it's been pretty unusual to in some of those stations to have a lot of new stuff but uh, this one's definitely been getting a lot of attention even so much so that uh, yeah my uh, old co-host Jay even hit me up and uh, talked about maybe wanting to come on and talk about the new one so uh, there you go that says something when a new release like that has uh, has Jay's attention so uh, yeah we'll see uh, you never know one of these uh, weeks you may pop on here and uh, actually hear uh, Jay on here with me so as I mentioned our guests this week are Havoc now, not just one guy, two guys, but the whole damn band. That's right. Richie spent about 45, 50 minutes with the band uh, on their tour bus prior to their uh, to their show at the Worcester Palladium, opening up for the mighty Anthrax. If you guys don't know, uh, Havoc is on Century Media, and we do actually get offered quite a few artists from Century Media, but a lot of them don't really fit into our whole musical demographic. You know, we don't go down the the cookie vocal range or anything like that. But Havoc, 
they they definitely fit in with uh, with our audience, I believe. So these guys have been around since about 2004. They come out of Denver, Colorado, although uh, during the interview, you'll find out that uh, one of the members actually is uh, kind of from our local neighborhood. But anyways, like I said, been around since 2004, have, uh, have a bunch of releases out. Put the first one out in 2009 called Burn. Then uh, they put out another one called Time Is Up. And then after that, Unnatural Selection. And their latest one was back last year, in the spring of last year. Got a lot of good press, and this one was called Conformicide. And this is definitely a band that I can use one of my favorite descriptors on. They are absolute road dogs. Been doing a whole bunch of different tours over their career of, you know, opening up for guys like Testament and Death Angel and, you know, of course, Anthrax on their current tour. But, uh, yeah, just... just uh, they spend a crazy amount of time on the road, and that uh, that could be a reason why they have had just a unbelievable amount of members in and out of the band. Of course, the other part is, you know, with the industry and, you know, people have families and priorities and all that kind of stuff too, but definitely a good solid band, good solid performers, and they are 100% flying the flag high for thrash. So how about I play a little bit of something off of Conformicide, and from there, we're going to slide right into the interview with Richie and Havoc. So I am outside the Worcester Palladium with the whole of, how do you pronounce the name of the band? Is it Havoc or Havoc? Havoc. Havoc. Yeah. Does anyone ever say Havoc? Germans. Germans. Yeah. yeah. A lot of Europeans. Europeans. Yeah. And then in South America, it's Havoc. Havoc. Oh, Havoc. Havoc. Yeah. With a B. So we're going to actually change it to that because we kind of like it better. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you like or remember in venues? Like, have you played this place before? Would you pull up and say, ah, yeah, I remember this place? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we've played the Palladium. 
Probably Yeah Many many many, many times it's Usually the upstairs room Headlining uh, Headlining usually upstairs Yeah I grew up 30 minutes away So oh, Where did you grow up? In Westford Next to Lowell Okay So okay. I grew up so Next to Lowell 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 yeah. yeah that's where I'm living Oh cool Yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm like literally Right next to it Yeah Yeah so my family's coming up So it's Oh, nice, this nice. Is, this is his hometown show. Hometown show. So yeah. you're going to uh, take the piss out of him on the yeah, stage? We've never, yeah, we've never played the big stage. So. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. We usually play a that. smaller place. So yeah. About so. taking a piss on, on stage. Him. <laughs> <laughs> taking the piss on him. Yeah. yeah I remember seeing um, when I saw White Snake with the bass players from up around this area. I can't, it was Michael Devon, I think his name is. Oh, cool. And. Um, Coverdale just uh, his family and were there and Coverdale just took the piss out of him for the whole show. Oh yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It was awful. Yeah. So it was like, it was like cringe. I was cringing. I was like, oh Jesus Christ, like, because like, I got you, Pete. Just you making know, fun of him. Just making time. fun yeah, of him yeah. for the whole show. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> trashing on him. We'll nice. Set, we'll set you up. <laughs> set you up. <laughs> I'll hook it up. <laughs> so how far does your relationship go back with the Anthrax and the Killswitch guys? Like, did, did you go see them years ago before? Like, are you big fans? We, we played actually a show with Anthrax uh, a few years ago. So my Five second, years ago. My second ever show. Oh, then that was band. fucking eight years ago. Eight years oh, ago. shit. That was eight Almost years eight ago. years ago now. My second ever show with the band. Yeah. Was it with Anthrax? Was it with Anthrax? Anthrax. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. It was with, jo- with Joey or with John Bush? With Joey. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I grew up on the John Bush stuff. Um, yeah. Which I love. I mean, I thought it was great. But uh, they don't play any of it. Which I get, but I'm, I'm interviewing John Bush on Monday. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Tell him I said what's up. Yeah, he's going out with um, Armored Saint. Oh, doing oh whole, cool. Doing the whole symbol of salvation album. Sweet. Yeah. Right, so I'm cool. talking to him on Monday. <clears throat> I I've, I love the John Bush stuff. I love the Joey stuff as well. Um, I was lucky enough to see Anthrax in Donington in '87. Oh, oh wow. that's awesome. With, yeah, with Metallica, Wasp, now. Dio, Living, Jeez, um, Cinderella, Bon Jovi. That's cool. Damn. Yeah. Awesome lineup. <coughs> and then I and then I saw him with. Uh, with John a few times. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I, I, I think the two lineups they had were just fucking amazing. They're awesome. Yeah. I would. You know. I feel like that when. I mean, Bush would would do the older stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like he was just like Joey no, does only. the new. Joey, Joey does Bush stuff. They just don't play it. They're not playing it right now mm. because it's State of Euphoria 30th, 30th anniversary. Oh, or something. Okay. I think. I think. I think Joey's done only. Jo- Joey's done only. He's done a few other things too but they they haven't done that stuff recently because of the new record and like i said it's it's stated you for your 30th anniversary so uh, playing a lot of classic yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. I've, I've heard him do bush stuff and we dance <clears throat> we dance a lot to uh at the europe the euro fe- uh, like shows that we play afterwards when they turn into metal discos we've danced a lot to kill switch engage kill switch was really big when i was in high school mm-hmm. i remember listening to them and learning some of their songs and I remember getting my uh, wisdom teeth pulled out, and I could. I was listening to Anthrax uh, with headphones while I was getting my teeth like cracked out of my skull. Yeah, that's a good memory I have of Anthrax. I, yeah. <laughs> what song make me laugh? Uh, no, I was like listening to Indians and Cotton Amash and shit like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then um, what else? We uh, I, I my the front of house guy for. Killswitch is my other band, one of my other bands, Job for Cowboys manager. So we've kind of like hung out, met the dudes before, and hung out with them before, but never toured. Mm-hmm. So it's been cool because they're fucking awesome. Okay. The cool, I mean, they're really, you know, really, really cool, genuine dudes. Like, actually, you know, we had a day off, or uh, there was supposed to be an off day, right? And so we 
pretty much filled them all up with shows. <clears throat> and something happened with like Creator playing the same night that they had to cancel. So we put a post up saying because our promoter was like, "Yo, I'll give anybody that was going to go to that Creator show a, a discount if they come to the Havoc show." So Dave made a little post, and they like reposted. You know, something that you don't see a lot of bigger bands yeah, yeah, do because it would really not cool. look cool or whatever. And they were just they're just awesome dudes. Yeah. Well, what, really cool. what about when you go on a tour with these guys and they're headlining? Is there like an unwritten rule that? They have to come to you first. That you can't go and approach them. Is there anything like that at all? I mean, it just depends. That's on Kind of. I mean, if it's you're the type of person that goes up to people and introduces yourself in any other form of life, then you're going to you're going to do it with this, and other people are going to take it or not take it. You know, other people are more approachable than others. So yeah, I'm a little bit of a standoff person. Person, and I like to just kind of be in the background. And some of those people are like that as well. So the people who are going to meet each other are going to meet each other. People who are going to be a little standoffish are just going to be that way. It's yeah. just life. Also, it's timing. Sometimes, like you might have an opportunity to meet. I, like the very first show we played with them was in Montreal. I remember all of Anthrax was right in front of me, and I could have gone and interjected myself and said hi I'm David but they were literally all like eating dinner I didn't want to like yeah. be that fucking dickhead like be rude oh cool yeah <laughs> let me put my silverware down and shake your dirty hand you have fucking asshole you know I didn't want to do that <laughs> so yeah, well, uh, you have to pick pick when to do it I think that's the unwritten rule isn't it really yeah. when when if they're eating you don't you don't go near them don't bother me yeah you know? yeah you know yeah and there's some some guys I've heard of you know touring with other big bands they're like there literally is a I think a written rule like you don't even don't look the artist in the eye type of shit. Yeah, that's in our writer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally, like, they tell the crew, don't look this person in the eye, and so that kind of shit. When you're, going out, when you're going out on this tour, you're probably all saying to yourself, I can't fucking wait for it to start. When it's coming to the end, are you saying, oh, fuck, I can't wait for it to end? It's a long, this has been a long Yes tour. and no. Yes and no. It's, I mean, been, like, it's been rad, but... Yeah, like, you're sad, cool. you're sad to be like... Yeah, ah, shit, you know, you might not get it to, you know, who knows if we'll get a chance to tour with these guys again, so you're, like, kind of, like, making sure you watch everybody play, you know, get that, squeeze that last little bit of juice out of it, and, you know, there's that sort of, like, kind of, sort of preemptive nostalgia type mm -hmm. of a feeling that happens at the end of a tour, but when it's that long, and this many shows, and all the issues we have with this bus, and the cold and shit, you're like, dude, my bed sounds great. So... All the musicians I've interviewed, they all say someone gets sick on the road and gives it to everyone else. Which one of you got sick in this one? No one really. I got sick. I got sick, but it was like a personal thing. Like okay. it was like a, I don't think it was a you know actually there's a interesting concept behind that. Uh, this one author I like. Um, this he's a stem cell biologist and basically he says that <clears throat> ninety something percent of the organisms that make us sick uh, we carry with us all year round. You have them in your gut right now. And what happens is when your stress level gets too low, the immune system gets compromised and they take over opportunistic organisms. So a lot of times I think it's like just whoever gets the most stressed and then there's like the nocebo effect too. So, But usually Pete gets sick. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. So how do you stay sane on the road, lads? Like you're doing all these shows night after night after night. You're in a confined space. You laugh at everything. <laughs> how do you how do you make space for yourself? Like I'll, I'll give you an example, right? When I had Ted Aguilar here, he's he loves going off with his camera because he can go off on his own. He knows none of the other guys are going to do it. 
and he goes off and he gets you spaced that way. How do you guys do it? Go sit in a room, play guitar. On, on this tour, it's been hard because the weather's so shitty. There's not really... Yeah. Unless you want to get fucking soaking wet and freeze your balls off, <laughs> you kind of got to stay near the bus and the venue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> normally, we, normally if the weather's yeah. good, we, we like to go walk around the city. Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. go for a random adventure and yeah. see stuff we've never seen. You find, though, that... Like you have more downtime on this one because you're you're on early. What are you playing? Half an hour, forty minutes? Yeah, yeah. Like you've got a lot of time that you normally wouldn't have, mm-hmm. and yeah. you're finishing early. Mm-hmm. True. It's like fucking hell. What am I going to do? Yeah. Netflix, the, Game of Thrones. I, yeah. Right. You know? Then you have the cool opportunities like with these bigger shows, with stuff you you kind of you're in the moment, so you're kind of taking it a little bit for granted. But once you're off the the bigger shows and stuff, you don't have the green rooms, the showers, the food. The, yeah. You know, whatever comes along with the bigger, you know, type of tour atmosphere. So when you're on your own, you're like, shit. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, there's opportunities to, you know, grab a few beers after a show or go get dinner. You know, it's dinner time around the time we get done. But, you know, because when we're playing, we're doing a lot of shows, we're playing at 10 o'clock, 9.30, something like that. And going all the way until, you know, for an hour and a half or mm-hmm. whatever it is. So right around the time we're going on stage, it's... You know, it's, it's seven seven thirty, so we get off and it's freshly eight o'clock or whatever. So okay, either grab some dinner, grab some beer, grab a shower, something like that. So you know, you're you have uh, the pick of the litter options. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that is what? that is that tough playing that short to set that you're just getting into it and you're done? Yeah, yeah, yeah a little bit. I'm okay also, with it. It's cool. Also, I mean, it's, also it's <laughs> because yeah. when it's such a short show, you can like give it a one hundred percent. You don't have to like. Uh, you know, be sparing with your energy. Yeah. yeah, you know, you can go on stage and like, you know, essentially jab everyone in the belly with a fucking spear and run away. <laughs> Any of the crowds been tough? Tough crowds? Yeah. Um, Colin there's Quinn. been a few. You know, it's interesting because they're but most of them are made, really good. Yeah, man. we may we may consider them a tough crowd, but. They'll say that's, yeah, that's great. Yeah, and mm. it's, but it's, we're, we're getting like this skewed thing because, like, for whatever reason, the the way that the kill kill switch crowd and the anthrax crowd blend, it's very complimentary. Where you might not have thought that it would be like a metalcore band, and a, you know, and and one of the big four. Um, you know, you would think that the thrash guys would be like, "Fuck this kill switch stuff," and the kill switch people would be like, "Fuck this thrash stuff." And it's not like that at all. It's very complimentary. Everybody pretty much stays. There's very little walkouts if at all because they flip flop every night. And then so that type of fan is really receptive to us. Yeah. Um, so whereas on like the Megadeth run, we would have maybe eighty to hundred people there that knew us are there for us and therefore you know kicking off right from the bat and making a big show for us. <clears throat> um, with this one. You know, we did the poll every night. Dave asked some people how many people have seen Havoc before and, you know, how many people have seen Suicidal Tendencies and who's going to come back. And, or, uh, it's all Havoc. But um, it's like 90% of the people that haven't seen us. It's crazy. You know, he raises his hand. It's like 10 people that have seen yeah, us. So, new people. Yeah. so they'll be, like, pitting right off the bat for us and, like, it looks like a really great show. I mean, it, you know, it is a really great show. And then we find out that none of these people have ever seen us before. Right. So the crowds where it is tougher... You know where it seems like a tougher crowd. They've never seen you before. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this right now? You know, yeah. a lot, a lot of, a lot of things online. If you, you 
go on Instagram because we're pretty we're pretty big into seeing what's going on with the social media stuff. Just to see just to see those posts uh, for hashtag havoc or whatever. We go on, we see a picture of us, and it's some new person going, man, the opening band. You know, didn't expect that at all, which is really really cool. To see. Yeah. Really I think cool to see. I think you have to be very upfront with your social media presence these days these yeah, days you just sure. have to it's, be because your radio is not playing you no. you know you got to get directly to the people yeah. and some bands do it and other bands I think I find a lot of the younger bands are definitely doing it oh, yeah. well, you have to you have yeah, to do you it have to because a more established band 30 years or however many years you know into that didn't rely on that stuff you know however many years ago but for us it's essential it's got to be there, you know, whether yeah. we like it or not, or yeah, you know, yeah, stuff we you have to do it. So, yeah. so, yeah. so, what I remember asking Bobby Blitz this backstage. Yeah. Um, has he said he st- he stopped the show once or twice in the past because it was too something happened in the crowd, mm-hmm. or, or got, you, you looked at him and went fucking hell, this isn't going to be safe here like for a anyone. Fight or something. Yeah, but he, he, the one time he said he stopped the show, a kid was having a seizure. Yeah. <coughs> right. Oh, have fuck. you? That happened on this tour. Yeah? Yeah. You stopped the show? Yeah. Kill Switch had to. Jesse had to stop it. Yeah. Twice. So we went, some guy got, I think he got, <clears throat> he had a seizure. Yeah. Because the lights are very bright and stroby and stuff, and you know, probably epileptic seizure, I would guess. <clears throat> but I think he hit his head on the ground when he landed, and so there was blood, and, and it was, like, serious. So they had to stop it for <clears throat> 25 minutes, and the crowd was really, really, really cool. Kill Switch handled it really, really, really well, perfectly. And after all that happened, and the, the meds, uh, medics come and, and get the guy out of there, after it all happened, you know, Jesse's like, you know, oh man, we hate to see when people get hurt, you know, and then like, literally somebody's like, hey, and another chick just passed out right as he finished saying that, oh so they had to do another 10 minutes delay, it was like a 45 minute stop in the show, um, but yeah, I mean, when, when it's, somebody could get stopped, you know, trampled, it's in the middle of the pit or something, like, yeah. Is that something you can see with the lights, though? Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes so, it's really hard to see people in the audience. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. When, the, when, when the light, you're the lights on you on the crowd. Yeah, or, I mean not on the crowd, but on the band. You know, and the light shows going on. Sometimes the crowd's just completely pitch black. So I mean, it would be hard to see it sometimes. But yeah. yeah. Well, what's the scariest thing now you've seen? The scariest. Like, yeah, like if, one of the things I saw in there the last time now was, and I was in the crowd. Death Angel I think we're playing a guy jumped off the stage right into the side of a girl's face knocked her out cold right they had to drag two people dragged her out put her right in front of me on the ground right Mm. and the ambulance and everything came and all that and I don't think the band were aware it was happening and I'm like oh my god holy shit a pretty typical scary thing is when a dude stage dives and everyone just runs away and doesn't catch him (laughs) hands on his fucking ribs or whatever that happens way too much but the, one of the craziest things I can remember, we were in some small town in Russia. And we played this show. And there was maybe like, I don't know, 300 people there, or maybe a little less, maybe a little more. But there was these kids that were somehow like climbing <coughs> up the walls on like some rafters, and they were hanging from beams on the ceiling while we were playing. They were like rocking out up there like fucking monkeys. And then they were letting go, and people were catching them from like you know twelve yeah. feet in the air. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. Yeah, oh. I think it's the Russians are crazy. More so some of the other experiences haven't been people so much as uh, weather. Yeah, yeah, like going over into, into Indonesia in monsoon season and 
playing an outside festival and rain like torrential downpours plus lightning lightning bolts. in the fucking outside <laughs> and the stage is getting soaked and we needed to yeah it was how just, can they still let you play they in probably that? shouldn't have yeah they, they that's should, fucking they crazy should, yeah, they shouldn't have I think we played I don't know just a few songs and we're yeah. like we gotta get the fuck out of here <laughs> so what about your experiences in Europe have you toured Europe much oh yeah, yeah. Done the festival circuit there? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Which ones have you done? Back in or not? Back in. Not Hellfest. Hellfest. Only one. Hellfest. We did download. We did Hellfest. We did Bloodstock. Our Bloodstock. We did Bloodstock. Uh, yeah. Summer Rock. Breeze, Summer Rock. Breeze, 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 Fest. Uh, Open Hell. Oh, Copenhagen is one of my favorites. What was uh, Tons Sweet of Rock? Sweet Rock. Never done. Not Sweet Rock. But we've done a bunch of festivals over there. They're they're really cool. Swedish festival. What was it called? You want to go buy like cool metal shirts and patches and shit. Tuska, Tuska, good time. Yeah, that was great. They do, in my experience, a lot of people have asked me. They do the festivals over there a lot better than here. Yeah, over yeah. here is terrible. you know what's they're Rad figuring it out. Here. Heavy MTL for North America. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a pure. I mean, one of the best festival festivals on the planet. I would I would say Heavy MTL is like as well organized as any European festival. And yep. catering smokes everybody's catering ever. I think they have like the Hellfest like, was good. Catering. Like the top chef of whatever. It's like a, like an Iron Chef type <laughs> of dude in Canada does the catering, and it was like crabs and lobster. It was and just unlimited all day long. We're playing that again. They brought it. It's back this year. Yeah. So we're gonna play that sure. heavy MTL. And there's another one in Mexico too called. Hell and Heaven. Hell and Heaven. Hell and Heaven. Yeah, yeah. Hell and Heaven's awesome. Yeah. That's a really killer fest. Great those festival. are so North America has them. They're not quite. <coughs> it's getting there, man. It's getting there in the they're, states. They're, it's getting there in the, the states. Danny Danny Bremer guy is doing. He does all the like the yeah. Rock Bahamas and those things. Yeah. He's kind of taking like Riot Fest. Riot Fest is those are sick. Dude. Pretty killer. Yeah. So it's getting there, and yeah. I, I imagine in, in twenty years' time, it'll probably be on par. You know, yeah. it, it, probably sooner than maybe, that. Maybe even five or ten. Yeah. When yeah. you get over to Europe now and do the festival circuit, are you alternating between doing the festivals and then doing your own shows in between? You kind of have to. You know, yeah. it's kind of like doing this type of stuff where you're on the road and you have expenses, or you just need to connect the dots or whatever. So we'll play headline shows or mm-hmm. kind of see who's in town. You know, who's hitting up the next festival in the next town. And uh, you know, get a tour package together. That was cool. And and or uh, you know, just hit a few shows with uh, you know some other bands, and you know, make a make an evening of it. When you when you guys sorry when you guys went over there, um, into Europe, any cities that you were you couldn't wait to see, or did you even get a chance to see any of the sites anywhere? Mm-hmm. Vienna is really cool. Prague's really cool. Yeah. Uh, we, last time, Copenhagen. it's Denmark, pretty. It's, it's sort of rare Denmark, for the touring Denmark. circuit. Yeah, <laughs> Denmark, 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 Copenhagen, Copenhagen, but just everything up there is. I just um, Buda, Budapest is awesome. I think they'll be. Are we doing that for the first? We've time? never been there. We're doing it for we're the doing first it on time. This tour. First time. Yeah, it's pretty rare time. to like after 10, 10, 12 years of doing the circuit. It's rare to go to a new place. Yeah. So those are the ones you get excited about. We just did Bratislava for the first time, which was really cool. That was really cool. Estonia first time. That, that, that was awesome. Yeah. So Russia's we always cool. Yeah, Russia's great. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Always looking for something new. We're trying to get to South Africa. Do you ever play in Ireland? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where's yeah. It, where in Dublin? Dublin. Dublin. Okay. The pint. The pint. Well, the bar. The pint. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 When they film some, like, 
romantic movie there, P.S. I Love You or something like that. Oh, um, yeah, years and ago. Every chick in the world wants to go to that bar and see that scene. <laughs> Havoc show. Yeah. See a Havoc show. Yeah. <laughs> is that a headline show? Yeah. 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 Yeah, the whole tour is. Our, okay. our, our upcoming okay. tours headlining we're going out with Darkest Hour Cephalic Carnage and Harlot from Australia yeah. okay well, South America you must have played there yeah craziest but, fans in the world I was just, that's what I was just going to ask you every band said they're just nuts and I've talked to one or two of the road managers and they've said like it, it's a nightmare trying to like keep the band secure yes yeah. oh, people will claw away at your flesh they will try to steal your wristband off you they'll try to fucking they'll rip your hair out they'll, yeah they'll what? fucking they go nuts how do you yeah. handle that More yourself Mexico, it's like because you want to yeah, be nice to them you, but in, on the other hand there's, there's a line there that you don't want you to try cross. to walk fast that's how I handle it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean it's and ignore when my name is yelled it's, br- it's brutal It's brutal Because when those types of things happen And you know There is It's like You are uncomfortable Or you're being hurt Or any of that other, Or you feel like You're going to be hurt yeah. Or whatever It's uncomfortable Your natural hurt. reaction is like I'm going to fucking deck someone in yeah, the face yeah, yeah. But it's You know It's weird it, it, And like It puts in your brain It's like Really, really love us to the point where you want to fucking hurt us. Like it's, it's crazy. It's just absolutely a different world down there. It's really cool that how passionate those people are, though. Yeah. Like it's, it's fucking nuts. There's no other place that has metal fans like South America. Okay. They lose their minds, and it's really, really cool. But sometimes it's a little excessive. Okay. Yeah. You know, because we're just dudes. We're just people. Yeah. And fuck, we go down there, and they're treating us like. Uh, or something else yeah. like we're aliens are, are you saying now like the minute you get off the plane or something or the, there, there's basically. been times like that yeah, yeah. Colombia Colombia we, we went we were down there for a few weeks at that point in time we landed in Colombia for f- first of three shows in Colombia and we landed in Bogota and I just remember having my bag behind me looking down just kind of looking at my feet where I was going and I remember all oh, this cheering and stuff and I was like oh there's like a family member returning or something yeah. like that I don't know um, blah, blah blah so and so forth but this big big cheer and, and I look up and it's like all these people with Havoc stuff and a big Colombian flag with Havoc logo in the middle and a big giant banner it's like welcome Columbia like like we're the fucking Beatles or yeah, something like Iron Maiden like <laughs> Iron like, Maiden or cool. something like that and I was like what the hell and this was years this was 2014 yeah so we're getting ready to gear up and go down there here on, you know in a few months and I can't imagine what it's going to be like there you yeah. know <laughs>
Is that because a lot of bands don't go down there, or they're just fucking nuts anyway? They're nuts. Anyway. I think they're nuts. <laughs> it's, it's both. It's both multiplied. You know. Yeah. Bands don't go down there very often, so when they do, people show up because they don't know when they're ever going to get a chance to see that band again. Yeah, it could be and a span of years. They're all Latin American passionate people that are, have a lot of energy and get really stoked about stuff. So. Fiery, fiery people. <laughs> yeah, put those Spicy. two together, and it's uh, it equals. That's probably the same thing in Russia. A lot of bands don't get yeah, there, and when we, you guys make yeah. the effort, they just yeah, yeah, yeah. Months. Russians really appreciate when bands are over there. Same thing, yeah. How many shows would you do in Russia? Like, that country is fucking huge. First time we did three, and normally now we just do two. Yeah. How far is the commute from one to the other? Yeah, you get on a train and you Moscow's fall asleep. Eight hours. Eight hours. Eight hours on the train. On the Jeez. overnight train we usually take. Sometime, at one time we took a bullet train. It was only like four. It was rent. <laughs> so you're talking like you're in Europe, you hit Russia, and then you, you kind of make your way back. Yeah, and yeah. Back either the beginning or yeah, the end. Yeah, we're fly there, fly back. Yeah, usually it's at the beginning or the end. Yeah. Never, never in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Any places you dread going back to? You don't. Uh, I don't. I don't. Want you don't have to say that. that. Like, like. Yeah. Maybe you had a bad experience, not the fans or anything like that. Maybe eh. customs or. I would return to anywhere we've gone before because uh, I think it's cool to go to places. That yeah. <laughs> I would never wind up on my own accord. Okay. Okay. I'm cool with all of it. Okay. So which which one of you guys finds it the hardest to come off the road? Come off. The yeah, road. like you know, you back to normal. Pretty easy. There's a, there's an adjustment period, no matter what. <clears throat> you know, it's the, the cycles are weird because, like you know, if you have a a loved one that you return to, you know, go home and can't wait to see my girlfriend and my cats and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and you get you get home and there's that like I want to sleep for a week thing, you know, at least, and then. Uh, she but won't that, let you. <laughs> she, well, she will. She's got to work, so I just, you know, I just try to wake up by the time she gets home around seven or eight at night. But, <laughs> but like, it's weird though because, like, for me, anyways, there's a period of time where it's like, all right, if you're home for a month, it's not quite. You don't really want to work a job, you know? Yeah. You could, and probably should, to you know, save and have extra money, do whatever, invest, whatever. But I'll hit like be home for a week, and then. It's either a week or two weeks to where I find that point where I'm like, okay, I'm done resting, and now I'm like looking around at the walls, like this, this is kind of a weird post-tour depression kind of thing. Okay, that happens. Yeah, because you're always on the move, and then you're just like, there's nothing to do, and it's quiet, and there's nothing bumping around, or you're not, there's no wheel noise, and you're just like, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. I get to a point where yeah. I get to a point where if I'm off, if I'm off the road. When I'm off the road, and I never really figured it out until maybe the last time I was home, and it really hit me, and I was like, "Oh, is I'll be home for a while, and I'll be like looking forward to home and all this other stuff, and I'll be home for a while, and then I'll start to get really fucking annoyed with everyone, <laughs> really annoyed. Everybody will get on my nerves, and then then it hit me when I was home last. I'm like, oh, I just need to get out of here. <laughs> you know, I just need to go." And so I, now I, I, I see it that way, and it makes it a whole lot easier to be like, let's roll, man, you know. But I, I look forward to home, too. So, okay. Yeah. The thing I have the most difficulty uh, adjusting to is not having drunk guys with beer breath come up and try to shake my hand and be like, hey, man! <laughs> <laughs> God's awesome, bro! 
I miss those guys a little bit. (laughs) Just a random person (laughs) while you're at good times, just like yeah. (laughs) When you're on the road, you're doing shows. What time do you normally go to sleep? Because when you're coming off the road, it's, it literally flips, doesn't it? Probably two, three. Two or three o'clock. If you're still on a buzz at after home. a good show. At home. No, when you're on the road and you've had a good road. show, what time do you normally oh, try and I hit mean, the sack? If you have a good show, it just depends on how good you feel afterwards. Yeah. Because if you feel good enough, man, you're partying. I just oh, went to bed at 6.30 Yeah. Yeah. this morning. Wow. I can't really fall asleep. I, I, normally, I normally can't fall asleep until like between three at the earliest and... Yeah, you know, eight yeah. at the eight a.m. at the latest. Yeah. I hit it last night around three. Yeah. Three sometimes. So okay. So we're not lazy bums when we wake up at one in, in the afternoon. We just went to bed That's at fucking. Schedule, man. We just went yeah. to bed at five a.m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. With Barcelona. Eight hours. I'm up at fucking seven thirty. What? Know, working. Oh my know. god. Doing 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 shit. Yeah. I got fucking you got things no. to do. You got a month to do shit before you're out again. Things to do. Yeah. Whatever you're. Whatever the life has for me, I have to. Yeah. I have to get up and I have to do it. There's people yeah. who need things for me, so I have to go do it. I have to <laughs> get there by eleven. Snowboarding, I'm like, oh, cool. got out there early. You know, <clears throat> I just get sad if I get up like during the when the sun starts to go down. If I miss sunlight, I'm like, shit. I get up and like the sun's pretty much down. I'm like, ah, gotta get up a little earlier. <laughs> it's hard to go to bed though early after like you get off stage, you pack up the gear, and then yeah. you go to the nearby alley and find a crackhead and just beat him up and steal his crack and smoke all of it. You don't always have to beat him up, dude. Just I could ask, just, like, you know. Sometimes it's more fun to just like, yeah, it's, yeah. Gonna, it's gonna come back to you. Dude. Your adrenaline's are already up, so why not just start fighting? Yeah, <laughs> start swinging for the fences, dude. They're all high on crack. They're just like, whoa. <laughs> so, can you write music on the road, or do you separate both and say, I just can't? You could write riffs. I you, think you can. It's hard though. Yeah, you yeah. could. As far as like whole song composition, like maybe that's a little difficult in our experience, but riffs definitely come about on tour. It'd be a lot more easy to write and compose music if we had like a back lounge. Like if we were in an t- actual full size bus, yeah, yeah. we would have a much, you know, text. much, yeah, and text to set up our shit, yeah, so yeah. we didn't have to change our strings and all that kind of stuff, know. yeah, we would have a lot more. I take, I take it if you're not sleeping the correct way, the last thing you want to do is if one of your band members go, hey, I have this riff to wake you up. <laughs> yeah, I'll wake up for a riff, a good riff. Yeah, there's yeah. 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 riffs yeah. will happen on stage. That won't make be like, yo, I got this thing or whatever, and we'll just go. Yeah, that's cool, or whatever, and then kind of, I, I just, we save it on our phones or whatever the hell. Yeah. Um, or constantly play it throughout the whole tour. Yeah. Riffs happen. Whole song composition, not it's too a good, much. It's a good t-shirt, man. Got a lot it's of Beavis and Butthead style riffs, riffs in my phone. Yeah. What about lyrics? I've got to write lyrics? No? I've got a lot of lyrics. Yeah. Stockpiled. Yeah. Okay. We get we come up with a lot, the road is really for coming up with like side project band stuff that's what we do yeah we have a lot of a lot of we got a, some sick new side brainstorm projects coming time out. yeah some sick new side projects <laughs> coming out there's a band coming out um called chunks of dick <laughs> and uh <laughs> that's been taking up a lot coming of out yeah <laughs> yeah well that's the merch the merch is going to be out before the music okay for a while probably forever <laughs> maybe forever but yeah but there's gonna be some really cool t-shirts so <clears throat> Keep your eye out for the for the new chunks of the dick. 
You can't have one band now, can you? In this, in this day and age, really, you got to have multiple bands. Um, uh, we, we tour so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's yeah. not a lot of room. I have two other bands. Guest but. appearances, like Pete will play drums on something. I'll do leads yeah. on something. Okay. Fucking Dave's done vocals for you know has went vocals and done some producing. Or He's gonna produce or psychosomatics new stuff. Okay. Yeah. Do some cool. Oh, and actually, uh, I'm gonna work with this band that we played with in uh, Kansas City called Hammerhead. Okay. They're all like 13 to 16 year old kids, and they're fucking killer. They sound so like so good. They sound like Gojira. Yeah. They're <laughs> fucking rad. Like dude. the slam it, slammiest, awesome, ha- like halftime parts of Sepultura meets Gojira. Wow, bad. Thirteen Bats. to sixteen. Yeah, bad. they were. I mean, they look like they. The kid's voice is great. Too. That's, yeah, that's they, good fucking parenting, yeah, right the, there. Yeah, yeah, they smoke most bands that have. Are they brothers? They all brothers. They're all fucking little kids. Yeah, and they're all brothers. Yeah, it's gonna be sweet. Yeah. Dude. I believe the bassist is what eleven. Dude, he looked like or something. Dude, eleven, 11 like, to sixteen. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, eleven. Dude, his eleven. The bass was twice as big as him. Yeah, kid was eleven years old playing a bass that's as tall as him. And the guitar player singer, he was the oldest. I think he was 16, 15, 16, right? Yeah. Yeah. They were great. There's a card on the fridge from them, and they were so <laughs> sick. You know, they were so sick to it, very nice to us. They came on. They asked us questions. They gave us this card. They were like, "Thank you for the opportunity, <laughs> for, you know, for us to open up for you guys." Wow. They were, they were sweet, very sweet, but they were fucking brutal. They were so good. So good. They had great riffs. Sort of venues are they allowed playing because they're so young? The dad was had to be there with them. Yep, the whole, yeah, the whole then, time. I think, and then they had to leave once they finished. They finished. No, they let, they, let them, they let them watch us. Yeah, and then, they, and then they had to leave. Yeah. Okay. I remember having to do that stuff around that same the same yeah, age. Three shows. Yeah, did that did totally shit all the time. Yeah, yeah my d- my dad would just have to be there. I'd go really? play. Yeah, go play. And sorry, <laughs> you know, have to leave. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. But we. Uh, to answer the original question, we don't have much time for other bands. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. It's tough to it's tough. To You're do. kind of crossing each other over all the time. Yeah, yeah. Maybe in the beginning you might meet them, and then it's like, fuck. I don't know if I'd want to go on the road more than we go on the road too. Yeah, that's we've like, already that's gone. Yeah, six months yeah. out of the We're year. constantly on the road. So yeah, we've gone half of the year. Yeah, so it's it's kind of need that time to be a human. Yeah. So, like, what's your definition of success then? Because. It used to be record sales. Is it continuity now? Is it merch? Is it? I think it's a merch, and you're seeing your fans come to the shows. Really. Yeah, I mean that's how you know you're doing good. Individual not. success is just being able to live off of what you do musically. Oh yeah, that's that's success to me. If I'm right. able to pay my bills and live a happy life and be comfortable with where I'm at, not have a you know, not saying I want it, you know, I'm striving at success. The only definition of success for me is to have a gold-plated fucking Lamborghini. With a fucking you know trophy wife or something in a giant seventeen bedroom house, like that's not what I'm talking about. But you know, just just living and maintaining and being happy. Yeah, that's success. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a it's a daily thing. Yeah. Hmm. The long term, because goals, like the thing about goals is, it's interesting. Is like you can be like, oh, once we get this, then that's when we made it, right? Once you get this tour, that's when we made it. <clears throat> but like those tours come. And then you're like, well, now what? Yeah. You know, so like it's not much. It's, it's got to keep going. So yeah, so it's yeah. like I think it's like just every day. If you're successful every day, like you had a good show. Yeah. You wrote a cool riff. Yeah. You know, you made somebody's day with with music. You know, you shared energy. That that's I think a more cool way to measure it because it, it's something you can immediately feel. Whereas like the, if you're always putting it off to the next 
once we get this thing, you never get there. And if you and, and then when you but as you do achieve those goals, it's kind of like <clears throat> it, not empty, but it's kind of like well, there, there's got to be more. Yeah, yeah. Like is that all there is? You know what I mean? So I think it's it's a cool way to, to do it. Is just be like how how can you be successful in today and feel successful today? Yeah, success is being happy. <laughs> for exactly. me And that's a choice <clears throat> Happiness is a choice And also I think Happiness is very tightly linked With your gratitude yeah. Okay uh, Happiness equals gratitude mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, But so if there's a way You know To make a living Doing what we Are passionate about And love doing That's the ultimate goal Yeah So how realistic is it Like how far ahead Can you plan can you plan five years down the line now with the way the music business is now? Yeah. Relatively, yeah. yeah. You can? And you, you almost could if like, you wanted to. And I think that the, the more successful bands do that. You know? Where you're like, yeah, you just you worry about today, but you set up those 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 things down the line. Like, we've got, like, pretty much through 2020 planned out in our heads. We have, like, a... A rough thing And things change And obviously If opportunities come up When Metallica calls us To open We're going to take it You know Regardless <laughs> No of sorry going. guys We're busy <laughs> <laughs> But You know But yeah But you You, you kind of set it up That way That way It's in everybody's minds And it's like That constantly projecting Forward To try to reach Those bigger goals um, If you If you just kind of Wait around for shit To happen might not have ever happened. You know, you got to. You got luck is when opportunity and preparation meet. Yeah, but you yeah, can, you a can, bowl of noodles. <laughs> you yeah, can plan. You can plan ahead that far, but a lot of those goals are. They're not, you can't control it. You no, know what right. I mean? Like, how life do you handle happens, the disappointment? Man. Right. Life happens. It's the same. Like, if you know, I would love to be able to live for the next sixty years. You know. <laughs> yeah. Of course you want to. You know? Yeah. And of course you want this at this time or whatever, but. Life happens. One must always remember the ancient American proverb: "Riffs happen. shit happens." Oh. <laughs> Riff happens. Riff happens. <laughs> yeah. So, so what have you got lined up then for the rest of the year? Like, are you hitting Europe or uh, Europe, 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 Europe is in South America, America, and then like an extensive Canadian tour. Oh wow! And what about new new music? You plan yeah. on going into studio? That'll be in fall and winter. Fall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you do that when the weather's bad. Yeah, yes. yeah you're, you're well planned. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Should, should have a new album come out next year. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm relatively new to you guys, just personally. And what I love about your music is it sounds a lot like the trash metal I grew up on in the 80s mm-hmm. and not the 90s stuff. Now, I know you did Slaughtered on the record, Pantera, but to me, I hear a lot of Death Angel. I hear a lot of Flotsam and Jetsam. I hear Forbidden, you know, intricate stuff like that. Sure. And it's great to hear a band like E doing that these days because a lot of the older bands do it, but a lot of the newer bands, it's like, it's loud music. Right. You know what I mean? Your music is heavy, but you can hear everything.
yeah, instead of it just true. being fucking loud and compressed and all that <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, your yeah. stuff isn't like that. And yeah. I, like I personally, I appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, well, everybody you know works on on their instrument. You know, Dave is one of the cleanest guitar players, cleanest rhythm players I know. Like he rhythmic, rhythmically and, and sonically and cares about his tone and his voice. Pete has busted his ass his entire life to be the drummer that he is. Mm-hmm. He plays guitar more than anybody I know, like nonstop. And they can play pretty much anything on bass that you ask him to do. Okay. <laughs> Sloppily, but yeah. I mean, I can make you think that I can play it. <laughs> yeah. And that's a skill in and of itself. But so I think, like, when, if you spend your whole life doing something, you want those little nuances and those intricacies to be there. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's why we're not a rock band, because we could probably write really great. Like big radio rock, but it's not fulfilling musically for us. Like we play what we play because we get to have all that work that we put in come across. Yeah. So if it if it was not like sonically the way that the band sounds, to where you can hear everything that's going on, it would be a waste. Well, that and I can't speak for you guys, but for me, I I love a lot of different kinds of music, and I would love to play in other kinds of bands someday and shit. But I love playing metal more than any other kind of music because it literally makes me like fucking get high on adrenaline yeah, it's the best like thing. it's the such a huge fucking release uh, if I didn't have like the the ability to go on stage and like scream the, the lyrics yeah. that really make me genuinely angry mm-hmm. and like get that shit out of my system and bang my head and like play these heavy ass fucking riffs mm-hmm. I would go nuts I'd be a crazy person like, <laughs> you, uh, you'd be the crackhead on the I'd corner. be way more crazy than I already am <laughs> Yeah, so guys, do you want to give out the social media sites where people can get a get in touch with the band? Sure. Get in touch with you Insta- personally. Instagram's the uh, Havoc Band Official. Havoc Band Official. Um, Facebook's www.facebook.com/slash Havoc Official. Havoc Official. Um, and make sure you always look up Havoc with a K. If you yeah. Don't look up our band. Okay. And Havoc with a K. And HavocBand.com. HavocBand.com. And then on our on our, on the Havoc Instagram, under our description, you can follow all of our individual Instagrams. Personal yeah, wow. we're all we're all dickheads, so it's funny. To do, one, do one of you guys pick one to look at? Look at all the time, or do you all do all of them? Kinda all do all. Yeah, yeah. I pretty. I don't really do anything on Facebook. I think Facebook's dying. I think it's done. I think so it's in all Instagram in my, now. I think Instagram is gonna take be the main thing for a while. Um, it's getting overrun with ads, and now that it's not chronological anymore, people are are starting to see it. It's the first sign, you know what I mean? But <clears throat> I think that it's just so much more. You just get rid of all the, a lot of the dribble. You right. know, it seems a much more positive. You put a post up on Instagram, yeah. it's ninety-five percent positive responses and people, you know, enjoying what you're posting. And Facebook is just like argument starter, argument starting. Just, all it is, <laughs> negativity. Is gonna, yeah, also, it's like negativity. negativity. I just went down the sidewalk and I saw this thing, fucking Trump, you know, or yeah. Yeah, it's just nonstop, just like hate, and and people's like, you know, like opinion diarrhea. Yeah, is it? Is it, is it easy or hard to look at the social media stuff for the band and kind of separate something saying that, like they're not being fucking serious with that comment, or and then going, actually, hang on a second, I might take it seriously. <coughs> like, how do you do, how do you decide like which is which? Someone says something shitty on a comment. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like, take any of it seriously, whether it's positive or it's negative. Okay. I don't take it all totally to heart. Okay. Otherwise, you could 
become a complete egomaniac. Yeah. Or you can let it ruin your day and be a fucking miserable asshole. Yeah. Because if you look at the likes of Blabbermouth, right? Mm. You look at the yeah. comments on that. Because oh, yeah. some of the some of the musicians actually go on it and and, yeah. and they try and they comment on it, and, yeah. and I'm like, what the fuck are you yeah. doing? Just You're in a no win situation. Don't feed that yeah. fucking troll. Shit. Feed, yeah. feed the troll. Negative. Yeah. yeah. Dude, Lambo. That's the really brutal one. Lambo is notorious. If you want to just go see any, like whatever, if you want to just see it get torn to shreds, that's all they do in the comments, no matter yeah, what it is. It, it could spam be spam throat. Lamb, ever, spam throat. <laughs> I don't know all these. There's some kids, like, there's some kids that, like, you could tell they're saying something that, like, they'll, they'll say, like, a dickhead comment, you know, like, like they're trying to be sarcastic yeah. and funny, but they're really a fan of your band, but they don't understand that, like, it doesn't. Ever come across that way? Well, it's, they're like, not talking to you, right? So you don't get the, the tone, yeah, you just have, yeah, exactly. The dumb shit, you know, sarcastic exactly. voice. So you just look like the asshole that you are. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. it's funny. Like I get it. I'm like, oh, kid, just, just say something nice, man. or or not or nothing, because it's like you take the time. You do this because you think it fucking matters, and it doesn't. It's <laughs> like you're wasting your time. Yeah, you're wasting your life even doing that. Yeah, like it's just so dumb. Yeah, so you gotta have a thick skin to be in a band. John and I yeah. from Anthrax yeah. were talking about that exact shit last night. Yeah. Just like, we don't ever put him, we're just talking like, we don't ever post, even if we like something, we're not like, this is, this is cool. It's like, what's that fucking matter? Do you think it's cool? Rad. <laughs> That's it. Right. Then we could talk about it in person or something. I don't know. It's yeah. just dumb. Yeah, yeah. So, guys, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, yeah, man. Nice. Right. So about 45 minutes on the bus. Yeah. 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 No worries, man. Yeah. I feel like it. Yeah, that was great. What do you say we round off our Havoc chat with one of my favorites off of Unnatural Selection? This one's called Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death. <laughs>
Once again, big thanks to all the guys in Havoc for taking a little bit of time to invite Richie on the bus and give him a pretty kick-ass interview. And as they mentioned, they are all over the place online. Of course, they do have their main website, HavocBand.com, but uh, this is one of those times when I would recommend, unless you want to just get all the other links, you can go there. But otherwise, uh, they haven't been doing a very good job of keeping that one updated, as they even said. But uh, they can go to Instagram and look for them under Havoc Band Official on Facebook as Havoc Official. And my favorite on Twitter under Havoc Thrash. And if you're looking for your Havoc merch, you can head to MerchNow.com and look for Havoc. And they have a metric thrash ton of cool Havoc merch up there. Long sleeve tees, regular tees. You can buy a copy of Conformicide up there. They got sweatpants. They got shirts. They got all your Havoc needs up there. So if you want to show your support for Havoc and you're not doing it by buying merch at the shows, like I said, head to MerchNow.com. And you can get your Havoc merch fix on. And speaking of things on the World Wide Web, you can, of course, keep up with Focus on Metal at our main site, focusonmetal.net. And on there, you know, you got the episodes page where you can go back and find, uh, you know, 300-some-odd episodes to browse through. So not all of them have the linky link up there, but uh, if you see something you like and the link is not there, you could always shoot me an email at scott at focusonmetal.net, and I can see about getting that sucker all linked up for you. Also, you can head over to focusonmetal.blogspot.com. That is where we put up all of our show notes each week, as well as various news items if I'm not being lazy and any kind of album reviews as well. And I do have one up there right now. Been getting a little bit of press on the uh, on the net. And that is a little sneak preview I got of A Sound of Thunder's brand new one coming out next month. It's called It Was Metal. Thing is definitely awesome. So my whole review and track rundown is up there at focusonmetal.blogspot.com. And of course, you can talk to Richie over on Facebook. Talk to me on Twitter. And uh, that's it. There ain't no more. Stick a fork in it. This puppy is indeed done. So for Richie, myself, and everybody else here at Focus on Metal, until we talk to you again, have yourselves a great metal week. And as always, remember... Focus on Metal! Everything else is insignificant. Still here? It's over. Go home.